This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, uh, a bit of shameless self-promotion. Because Site Visibility has recently published the Ultimate Content Promotion Guide. It's their most comprehensive guide to date, and in it they break down all the content promotion tactics, tricks and tools you'll ever need to help you achieve content marketing success. You can download the guide, plus a handy principal content promotion checklist for free, by going to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y, slash ultimate content. Now, today I'm joined by Barry Schwartz, keynote speaker, editor of Search Engine Roundtable, news editor at Search Engine Land, self-confessed search geek and CEO of Rusty Brick in New York. Barry, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me today. It's an absolute pleasure. And um, which bit of New York? You're not on Manhattan Island, are you? You're on the the mainland bit, aren't you? I'm about 45 minutes outside of Manhattan. Um, Yeah, so not too far. We're, We're based in West Nyack, New York, Rockland County. Sounds nice. Now, uh, before we start, before we get into the um, juicy bits, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about Rusty Brick. Yeah, sure. So Rusty Brick is a company my brother and I created back when we were actually in high school. Um, we build software. Um, most of that software is either web or mobile-based. Um, it could be anything that is to help run a business, an organization, um, from things like taxicab software to emergency room hospital scheduling and billing software, anything that really is custom um, that a business might want to build to make their operations more efficient and more productive. So that's what we really specialize in is building software here. But you're like a real expert on SEO as well, aren't you? Is it, I mean, um, you. I'm, I'm really impressed because you do these tweets and you do these videos almost on a daily basis with, with like micro updates and all sorts of things that have been happening. How long have you been doing that? Yeah, so I, I guess kind of a hobby. It looks like a job, but a hobby is, is really the SEO community and what's going on in the search community. Um, and about 15 plus years ago, I started a, a search engine blog, one of the first ones called Search Engine Roundtable, where I just keep notes on what's going on in the search industry. Um, and basically anything that's spiking up or trending, I guess they didn't have those words like 15 years ago, uh, but anything really spiking up in the, in the search forums, the communities, now social media, um, I would kind of bring to light. So yeah. if a conversation is happening about X, Y, and Z, I would kind of do a blog post about it. And I typically do about five or six blog posts per day on Search Engine Roundtable um, and then a few on Search Engine Land as well uh, related to organic search. Now, I'd quite like to talk about some of the more recent things uh, that have been happening, because you're really, I mean, you must have seen it all, Barry, because, you know, we've had some of these big updates, and then I guess there's loads of less well-known updates in between. But I was wondering if we could specifically talk about click-through rates, CTR, because there was um, a relatively recent um, blog post about it, wasn't there? Tell us about that. Yeah, no, I mean, in terms of the Google updates in general, I mean, the organic or, organic updates and algorithm updates, I have a, I cover like every unconfirmed and confirmed update um, since back in like the Google Florida update days. So for a long time, and it's probably the most comprehensive list on Search Engine Roundtable. But what you're talking about, um, that's not, isn't really an update. It's um, there's like a debate 
there's always been a debate. Does Google use click data, like click-through rate data for their rankings? So if a site, uh, a page shows up in the Google search results and more people click on that page over the next page, will Google see those clicks and thus say, oh, this is a more important page because more people are clicking on it in that search results? And Google has said time and time again, um, dating back to the Mac cuts days, back when there was a spin forums back in the old days, that Google does not use click-through rate data or any types of like behavioral data in the actual search results for search ranking purposes. They said, one is it's easy to manipulate, two is it's a noisy type of factor, mm. um, and they don't use it for those purposes. Um, and over the years, the Moz people and other people in the industry have come out with, with, with um, data showing that there is a strong correlation to a site that gets a lot of clicks in the search results having those, ra- those sites ranking well, or the rankings increase when there's a lot of clicks on a specific um, link in the search results. Now, there is a strong correlation with that. It doesn't necessarily mean that Google looks at CTR, click-through rates, and then in the algorithm automatically adjust rankings of those search results in real time. Google said time and time again that they do not do that. Mm. And because they say they don't do that, people some people think they're lying and some people trust them. I trust Google. I think they have no reason to lie that they don't use click-through rate in the search results. I mean, in the last search engine that did that was called Direct Hit, and they published that information, and it's just easy to manipulate. It's not a good, and as Google calls it, it's a noisy signal. But people still believe that Google does use that, even though Google has said they don't. And what happened just last night was Google published a thing on the Google Cloud Developer um, Portal, yeah. a page that specifically says um, when you click a link in Google Search, Google considers your click when ranking that search result in the future queries. That line kind of says Google does use click-through rate um, there. But keep in mind two things. One, this is published in the Google Cloud uh, website, and the Google people, the people who work on Google Cloud have really no relationship to the search team. So Google's a very big company, and sometimes people post things that they aren't aware of. Um, and two, Google does use click-through data uh, for rankings on personalized search. So if I search for something, let's say I search for Jaguar, and I click on the animal Jaguar, yeah. and I do that multiple times, next time I go to Google and search for Jaguar, shortly after, it's going to be like, oh, you like the animal um, as opposed to the car or the football team. And because of that, Google might influence my specific search results for me based on my previous queries, but not my previous queries aren't going to influence, and my previous clicks and search results aren't going to influence yours. And that's a big distinction. It's always more complicated than you think, isn't it? Yeah, and one thing that also complicates it is that Google looks at, they do collect click-through data. Obviously, there's tracking clicks in the search results, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, But they use that to evaluate how well their algorithms are working. So if they see people aren't clicking on certain search results, they may go ahead and look at that and say, maybe there's a bad search result there, and why is the algorithm returning a bad or irrelevant search result for that query? And then they bring that information back to the engineers, and the engineers might go ahead and tweak their algorithms to improve it to make more relevant results show up. But that's not happening in real time. It's not like Google saying, oh, this result has 20% less clicks than the result above it or below it, thus we're gonna remove it automatically. It's happening in months and months of changes to the algorithm, from what I understand, and that's what Google yeah. has said over the years. But there's people who think Google lies and they're not telling the truth. Uh, but I see no reason for Google to lie about this specific fact. Yeah, it's amazing. I wonder how much time is. Squandered by people trying to second guess what Google are doing. 
Yeah, and again, I applaud you know people doing the research and collecting mm-hmm. the data around this. Uh, but just because a site has a lot of clicks recently, or a page has a lot of clicks recently, it could be just because that page is trending and it's doing well, and Google's able to pick up other signals around why that page is doing so well right now based on other things going on in in, in the world, (laughs) based on other things that are happening in search. Other signals, they have like hundreds and hundreds of signals. Uh, It's just, there's a correlation there, but it's not necessarily a causation. You just touched on algorithms um, a a few seconds, a few minutes ago. I'd like to talk about that because uh, Google recently released a white paper on algorithms. I think it was specifically about uh, query-specific tweaks. Tell us a bit about that. Yes. Yeah, so um, earlier this week, um, Google released a white paper specifically around um, how Google fights disinformation in the search results. Yeah. And that white paper is obviously aimed around the recent politics and um, going on right now in terms of making sure Google News, Google Search, YouTube, et cetera, are fighting disinformation um, in the search results. And one thing that it said in there, in that white paper on page 13, uh, was that and I'll quote, where our algorithms detect that a user's query relates to YML, and YML is basically your money, your life topics, uh, we will give more weight in our ranking system to factors like understanding the authoritative expertise or trustworthiness of the page that we present, represent in response. So that's basically saying that Google's algorithm is able to detect a certain type of query. It might be related to money websites or financial websites or adult content websites or uh, pharmaceutical websites, and based on that, adjust the ranking weights of their algorithm uh, to handle that. In this case, with YMYL, Your Money or Your Life, um, like financial websites, Google's saying they want to show uh, what, what, what the SEO community is calling EAT, expertise for E, A is authoritativeness, and T for trustworthiness. Yeah. And, and Google's saying we're going to put more weight in those, for those specific signals that we determine, not necessarily eat is a signal. It's more of like what signals do we use to determine what uh, eat is? Um, like more page rank, more uh, links to it, more you know maybe author signals. Who who knows what it might be? Uh, but we're gonna adjust the weights so we care less about um, let's say freshness and we care more about is this a trustworthy site? Uh, and they're gonna assign more weights to things based on queries being YMYL related as opposed to being something in the finance, in the in the entertainment world or something like that. And Google then said outside of that white paper this morning, you know, John Mueller from Google does these um, webmaster hangouts, hang, um, office hour hangouts. And somebody asked them specifically about that. Do algorithms change based on the industry they're targeting? Yeah. And John Mueller said, no, it's not really industry specific. It's more query specific. So if it's a medical query, uh, they might have, you know, different things they do for medical queries to make the search results more relevant to medical queries, uh, which is interesting for Google to say because Google always denied. Remember the medic update from last, I think August, where Google kind of denied, no, it's not targeting the medical industry, et cetera, et cetera. But it really was targeting medical, more so targeting medical-related queries, so health-related queries, medical-related queries, and even sites that talk about financial sites that talk about you know, health or living a long life and retirement might be in that topic of health and medical, but although it's a finance site yeah. um, and stuff like that. So it's interesting that Google said that because it's more query specific 
as opposed to like the category of the query as opposed to it being more industry specific like oh this site is in the financial industry they don't really care what industry the site's in they care about where the query what category that query is in it's interesting. I mean, the whole fake news, fake info thing is really, really hot at the moment. It certainly is in the UK. I assume it is over in the US as well. Um, I was just wondering, though, is there any sort of um, – does this have any uh, sort of kickback on the way that, you know, people with businesses, for example, generally have to do their SEO? Or doesn't it really affect them that much? No, ultimately not. Um, I mean, you obviously want to build the best possible website out there as possible, so you don't want to, like, go ahead and build a site that – you built in five seconds and kind of do like a hack job and mm. think it'll do well. You do anything in, in, in your life. You want to make sure you do that thing that you're doing the best possible way as possible. Um, so again, it's just Google's algorithms are looking for the best possible type of content for that query. Now, when you're going to go ahead and give your money and give it to a bank, um, that you might in your head think, all right, these are the things that are more important for me for when I make a decision about which bank I use. Mm. Whereas if you're going to go ahead and send your kid to a school, you might think these are more important factors in terms of how, what I care about with that school. And when you go to a movie, which movie theater you go to might be different types of criteria that you use. Um, and that makes sense. Um, the type of action you're taking in your mind might have different weights in terms of which decision you make based on the type of action you want to take finance entertainment medical you name it you you weight different things differently in your brain um and um, here is google right weighting different things differently based on the type of query people are doing yeah now i just want to mention bing just very briefly and i'll come up I've i've got a specific question about bing one of the things that quite impressed me Barry, about uh, your various updates and bits of news is that you're... I think a lot of people just concentrate on Google. They kind of forget, th- you know, things like Bing. Do you think that's a, do you think that's a problem? Do, do you agree with that statement? I don't think... I agree with that statement. I don't think it's a problem. I mean, I think people look at their analytics and say, hey, 90% of my traffic, 95% of my traffic is coming from Google. Yeah. So I don't blame them for focusing on Google. And they recently opened their API for indexing, didn't they, about a month ago. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so there's some history there. So Bing initially um, removed the public URL submission tool, like a URL, like submit your URL to Bing here. And then they had to add rate limits to their webmaster tools, like their login. When you log in, you authenticate, and then you submit URLs to them. They had to add rate limits there because the public URL submission tool was down. And spammers were logging in and like submitting crazy amounts of URLs. Yeah. Then around, uh, I guess, the beginning of February, late January, they announced at XMX West that they're increasing the submit URL feature in Big Webmaster Tools and in the Big Webmaster Tools API from... I think like 10 URLs per day to 10,000 URLs per day for sites to submit up to 10,000 pieces of new URL to Bing's search engine. And they made an interesting comment when they announced that. They basically said, uh, let me see if I can bring it up. Um, We believe, uh, let me quote Bing, we believe that enabling this change will trigger a fundamental shift in the way that search engines such as Bing retrieve and are notified of new and updated content across the web. Now, he said, instead of Bing monitoring often RSS and similar feeds or frequently crawling websites for ch- uh, to check pages for new pages, discover new content changes and new outbound links, websites will notify Bing directly about relevant URL changes on their website. This means that eventually search engines can reduce crawling frequency of sites to detect changes and refresh the index, uh, the index content. Basically, Bing saying, instead of us 
crawling the web, which is how search engines really discover content. Yeah. We want to make a fundamental change in how search engines discover content, and we want uh, webmasters, publishers, et cetera, to submit content to us, and that will be the primary way we discover new content because crawling is inefficient. It, it reduces your server load and stuff like that. Um, and because of that, we want people to submit content to Bing, um, and they increase their, their thing by 1,000 times. Um, and so forth. So it's a pretty interesting change. Google really hasn't commented on it, on this. Yeah. I asked them to. Uh, but Bing is obviously taking a big stance here saying, hey, we want to change the way people think about getting content into our index, and we want people to submit content to us manually. That's a massive change, isn't it, from 10 to 10,000. <laughs> 10, and it's a fundamental shit, really, isn't it? Because, I mean, crawling is a sort of... Um, Sorry, I'm a software developer, so I'm going to use some software terms. It's a sort of more of a polling approach or polling approach, however you like to pronounce it. Whereas what Bing is suggesting is more of a kind of um, an update approach, isn't it? Where the website literally automatically updates. How does it do that? Do you have to install some software or something to do that? To submit URLs? No. Um, you could either go to Bing Webmaster Tools, log in there, verify your website, yeah. and then use just copy and paste URLs in there. Yeah. Or if you're a programmer, you can use their API and automatically submit URLs based off of you know, your CMS, your content management platform. You could say, all right, whenever a page is updated, push this URL to Bing, Webmaster Tools, yeah. or whenever a new page is created, just push it as well. And I believe, um, I think Yoast already integrated, the Yoast SEO plugin for WordPress already integrated with Bing. Um, and so there are CMS platforms that are going to do this. It makes sense to do it if you are if you have if you have a CMS platform. Yeah. Fundamentally, it's just, it's not the way you know it's push first pull like you were saying. It's, yeah. It's not yeah. the way search engines have worked. I'm just trying to think that because um, I mean, doesn't Google do that in a way? I mean, if you had um, an algorithm, not an algorithm, uh, some sort of a trigger that, for example, resubmits a sitemap to Google if something changes. Is that not the well, same sitemaps thing? Sitemaps are still so you're not you're not really submitting sitemaps. You have a sitemap XML sitemap on your website. Yeah. And Google still has to go ahead and fetch it. Um, they're still going out and getting it. You're yeah. not pinging Google to say, get it. Uh, they used to have something called PubHub SubHub, which I guess is still there in terms of Google finding content faster. Google's really good at finding content really fast. Yeah. Maybe Bing's not as good. I don't know. Although Bing does have, oh, sorry, Google does have an indexing API, which they announced about a year ago, specific for job search URLs um, and for um, live streaming uh, events. Yeah. And that's what it's limited to right now. The question is, will they expand it more to any type of content? Um, but there's problems with that. I mean, it could be, it could be a spam issue as well. So yeah. uh, very interested to see how Bing handles that and how Google actually reacts to Bing. It's certainly going to be very interesting to see how that pans out. I mean, um, if you had a, a top tip or a, a takeaway for all this today, we've spoken about a, a, just a small selection of things, but is there anything specific uh, that you know our listeners should be looking at, thinking about uh, at the moment? Yeah, I mean, it's not, I, don't, I hate to give like a specific one tip. Like in the SEO world, a lot of people are looking for that one magic, one hidden thing that people don't know about. Like you add this meta tag and automatically you rank very well. Yeah. It's not the case. Um, what I always recommend, again, it's kind of biased, but I really think if you focus on building the best possible site so that when Google doesn't rank that site or that page well for, the, for a relevant query, that's embarrassing to Google. There have been many examples over the years that I've been covering search where a site would have a penalty or get removed from the search index and it wouldn't come up in search. And Google would have you like, would be notified, why is this site not coming up for that query? And Google would have to make an adjustment. Um, it would take time, but when Google doesn't rank the best possible website or content for a uh, relevant query, you want Google to be embarrassed that 
that is your, that is your website, and yes. thus they might have to tweak the algorithm. Well, Barry, thanks so much for coming on. Um, how can our listeners find out more about you, more about Rusty Brick? Um, so to find out more about me and Rusty Brick, just go to rustybrick.com. Uh, my page is at rustybrick.com slash Barry. And I'm pretty active on Twitter. Uh, the handle is at Rusty Brick. Fantastic. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. The show notes are in the usual place, sitevisibility.co.uk slash podcast. Uh, please leave us a review if you're enjoying the show. That would be good. Uh, questions and suggestions, the email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can tweet at sitevisibility. And don't forget, we have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. That's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Barry. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate that. Thanks for coming on, Barry. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Internet Marketing.